Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Yes, this is the second episode this week. More on that in a second. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the third Bosa brother. And with me, as always, is AJ Metcalf Mania Marchese. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it oh, is, it is a human number. Sorry? <laughs> I was going to make a joke that it sounds like an Iron Maiden song, but it is. It is. Let me, get the, let me finish it. For Sorry. it is a human number. It's number... 97. It's double Bosa ref. Let's do it. Double Bosa ref. Uh, today, we're going to make our picks for the <laughs> NFL midseason all-rookie team. Then we'll preview and pick the Week 9 NFL matchups. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. As a true football fan and Iron Maiden fan, you already know, just as sure as the season's chains change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game, or their defense will. Uh, every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the season, actually we are halfway through the NFL season, uh, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie... MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every single weekend. They have all the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. Don't forget, Maction starts soon, so it's not just weekends anymore, baby. Uh, so if you're going to bet this season, bet on Maction and do the smart thing and bet with the best uh, at MyBookie, baby. Uh, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet just a little, but win a big, big bunch, try Parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be monstrous. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on that game, baby. Best part is if you join my bookie right now, they will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put $1,000 in, they'll give you another $1,000. Holy cow. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. All you got to do is use promo code CHAIR 
to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, my bookie. All right. You may be noticing this is the second time you're listening to Seven Rounds in Heaven this week. Wait, what? Yes. So first of all, find better things to do with your time. (laughs) But second, we'll tell you why. So, as the three listeners we have know, Mm -hmm. we have another podcast. Or do we? It used to be called Resting the Starters, where we break down general NFL uh, each week. Instead, we're going to move on from that. It's dead. Rest in peace. Just like I think it was Taylor Swift who once said, Taylor Swift's dead. Um, I don't know if that's true. Um, anywho. Something, something like that, yeah. Uh, so instead of doing that general NFL pod where there's about a million of those, and honestly, better ones than ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've decided, let's expand seven rounds in heaven. This is our bread and butter. NFL draft, NFL rookies. That's our bread and butter. That's our favorite thing. That's why we got into the biz. Wasn't very hard to get into the biz. If you have a mic, you can just be in the biz, I think. Wait, you didn't have to take an exam? <laughs> well, I did, but I cheated. We both failed, yeah. Um, so, instead of that podcast, that silly old one we used to do, Rest the second it. episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven each week will be built around NFL rookie talk. So much like the first episode where we're doing all these superlatives about the NFL draft prospects, we'll be doing that, but with the NFL rookies. It's going to be... Very driven by NFL rookie talk only. And then we'll make our uh, picks against the spread uh, for the NFL week at the end of the show. Um, there's not a whole lot else to it. Um, just kind of gives us, especially once the NFL season's over, uh, an extra episode each week to break down even more draft talk mm-hmm. or just team fits, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and really, really hone in on the NFL draft and NFL rookies. Which, again, that's our bread and butter. I don't know why that's a saying. It, that is true. I guess because that's something you eat with every meal. But no, Yes, I do. I do indeed. Um, I, I, Rob. I haven't had the... bread since 2008, AJ. Is that true? Honestly, I, I definitely haven't eaten bread in multiple years. I don't know. It's such a big fucking flex. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't like you lying to the listeners, Rob. The true reason we killed RTS and started this one is just to reset the uh, our NFL picks record. That, yeah, yeah, no, honestly, yes. Clean slate. Oh, no. I, uh, yeah, Any, anyway. So, yeah, and we're, and we're, we're breaking in uh, this, this new... Second seven rounds in heaven. By since it's the NFL midseason, Mark, um, we're gonna do the all rookie team to this point, and just kind of like I don't know, break down all the rookies, all the all the top rookies at each position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's really anything else that needs to be said. It's pretty clear. I yeah. know. So unsubscribe from rest of the starters, but double subscribe to seven rounds in heaven. You should be able to double subscribe, by the way. So uh, if you unsubscribe and subscribe, it counts as two, like a second subscription. I, I think I don't know. Don't quote me on that. There's no anyway, way. That, get me that out of this. Uh, talking rookies now. Before we get to the all rookie team, quickly, if you were to pick a rookie MVP, who would you pick? 
Uh, Nick Bosa. Okay. I would pick Gardner Minshew. I know. I just didn't want to go double Gardner right off the stop. So. Um, but if if legitimately for offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year, who would you pick? Defensive rookie, it's got to be Nick Bosa, I assume, but, for us both. Yeah. Right now, I'm picking Gardner Minshew for offensive rookie of the year, too. Okay. I'm picking Josh Jacobs. I think that's fair. I think those are the two right now, and Kyler Murray's third, right? Or Terry McLaurin's in the mix, I too. think Terry McLaurin's in the mix. Yes, yes, yes. And if we respected offensive linemen, I think uh, Eric McCoy should be in the mix. It's true. Anyway, all right, let's start um, with our NFL midseason all-rookie team. Uh, hinted at already, but which quarterback have you decided on? I decided on the Mississippi Mustache himself, Gardner Minshew. As did I. Pretty hard to pick against it. He came it out is. of nowhere, which <laughs> gives it like even more lore behind his yeah, name. Absolutely. Uh, he's been everything Jacksonville could have prayed to God for, and more. <laughs> and more. Yeah. Hasn't uh, like yeah like almost two thousand yards passing, thirteen touchdowns, at two picks. That's impressive. The only I think maybe the most impressive thing is two interceptions only. Yeah, the fact that he is not turning the ball over. A little but, fumbly, but... Yeah. yeah, but it's it's not even just that. It's he, he. It's not like he's a check-down machine. He has opened up their passing offense in a way that Blake Bortles never could. <laughs> True. He, he's got wonderful chemistry with DJ Chark, who's emerged as potentially wide receiver one. Hey, mm-hmm. if you listen to this podcast multiple years ago... AJ we, Rob hit, yeah. We hit. Um, and then... Like, it's given the Jacksonville staff and overall team hope. Where we entered the year not really sure, and especially when Nick Foles went down. Yeah. And he just burst on the scene, and it feels like he is kind of like... It, it's a it's a weird spot to be, because is he going to go back to the bench when Nick Foles returns? They paid him enough money, and if Tom Coughlin seems like the type of guy who would Who would just that. go back to Foles. Yeah, I know, yeah. for real. So it's a very interesting thing to track, but at, at worst, they have their QB of the future in theory in Minshew. Isn't it amazing that like a year and a half ago, Gardner Minshew was just some guy at ECU? We didn't like him when we watched his tape. If you really go back on this show, we yeah. talked about in our um, summer grades almost yep. like two years ago. I mean, yep. About how neither of us were really that interested in Minshew, and then you you can listen to us buy into the hype as we went through the like I, at Washington State. Yeah, I, I will own up to it. ECU Minshew, I hated him. Yeah, I just I did. I thought he he like was meh. I thought he was gonna be a like a more mobile Luke Falk going going to Wazoo even. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for real. yeah. Um, and, and like obviously, it's it's known now that he could have just went to Bam and eventually became a coach. But I mean, yeah. it, it's amazing that all the things that led to Gardner Minshew being where he is right now. And it's almost kind of sha- overshadowed Kyler Murray. I know it's not been like his numbers aren't eye popping or anything, but if you watch every Kyler Murray mm-hmm. game, you see the flashes, and he's yep. he's had. Uh, a couple games where it's he looks like he's got all the tools to be that franchise QB, and it doesn't help that he has no offensive line, and he his deep threat is Demir Bird, but he he looks like he's really starting to groove in that offense. And most years, a guy like Kyler Murray is the clear choice here for the yeah, absolutely all rookie QB, but yeah. just Minshew out of nowhere, and 
it's gonna be. I think the offensive rookie of the year race is super interesting. Yeah, no, I because like we said, um, Minshew obviously, Murray obviously, Josh Jacobs at running back, and Terry McLaurin. Yeah, it's very very interesting. Um, okay, who do you have at running back? Yeah, I just said his name. Easy choice to be running back. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been the clearly the best running back of the rookies. Uh, like statistically good too, and like just looked impressive. Six hundred twenty yards, four touchdowns, five yards per carry. Add another hundred on the through the air. I, I I don't think anyone's close to him, Rob. Like, who would you be your second running back right now? I mean, David Montgomery's coming off a strong performance. Honestly, it's like I think it's like Montgomery or Miles Sanders. Yeah, I think I would personally lean Miles Sanders. I would too because he's done a lot through in the passing game. Like he almost has as much receiving yards as he has rushing yards. Yeah, but, but even so, both of those two are coming off their best games of the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas like Josh it. Jacobs has been a consistent force in the Raiders' backfield. Yeah, he's been the exact bell cow John Gruden was looking for. Yeah. And every week he puts on display that nasty contact balance that he pairs with uh, the short area quickness and just so twitchy with his burst. Mm-hmm. He, he's looked... Has he looked better than you expected? I was pretty hot. Like, I, th- I think I had a Frank Gore comp on him, so... That's that's, that's a big comp, yeah. He's been, Says you. Uh, he's been exactly kind of... Especially with running backs like him, where... Yeah. He was my only first-round graded running back. Um, that It feels like it's a pretty easy transition from it's college true. to the NFL when you're that type of running back. Yeah. So I, I'm not surprised. Honestly, I just want them to use him in the passing game more. Mm, yeah, because I, we know he can affect it in, that, in, a, in a very positive way. It's been a little yeah. inconsistent. Um, but, For me, like I expected Jacobs to put up numbers in this offense I think the five yards per carry is the most impressive thing to me he, it's, he's such a physical runner mm-hmm. I, that's a big reason I, he reminded me a lot of Frank Gore when he's at Alabama yeah it was just the sheer will and he, yeah. he seeks contact and you see it every Sunday um, no he's been a huge bonus to this Raiders offense that's looked I think much better than a lot of, of us expected no, absolutely. All right. Entering the 2019 NFL Draft, the wide receivers were known for all the depth. And it, it's really shown, I think, the, the no, it has. In, I, in the rookie performances. Yeah. It's not consistent no, it for some of them, but, it, like, some of the best rookies are receivers. Um, like, like even – I don't think either of us will have Hollywood Brown on our no. teams – but the the way he started the season was amazing. Yeah. Obviously, he's hurt now. But yeah, like. the injury bug. Like I, I think he he would have been on pace to be for our three receivers. We we're gonna pick. I, I think he was. Honestly, the first two three weeks, I thought he like maybe him over even Terry McLaurin. Um, I yeah, I agree. it looked that way for sure. Yeah. And yeah, and then the injury hit, and it's been he's been uh, not really playing, so that doesn't help. But yeah, um, the. Like, even Deontay Johnson, just to throw a name out there. He started yeah, no. to really come on for the Steelers. Uh, there's it's the, the sheer depth. It's very impressive. But we've already mentioned his name. I'm assuming both are wide receiver ones on the all-rookie team. Uh, it's got to be Terry McLaurin. It is Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's been clearly the best. Uh, leads in catches, yards, touchdowns for the rookies. 
He's like the one bright spot when you watch that Washington <laughs> offense because yeah. he puts on a clinic with his release and route running every single week. Uh, yeah. He looks like a young Stefan Diggs to me. And uh, honestly, like I had him in the third uh the third round. I think he was like in the seventies on my big board. Mm-hmm. And I was I was I was too low on him and I regret it and I hate myself. I was lower on him than you were, so I double regret it and I double hate myself. On Just, him I should say. Yeah. I, I was worried kind of about the concentration jobs at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we knew about his ability as a route runner and uh, his sub four four speed. Um, I didn't realize how quickly he was going to transition into the NFL, especially in like this mess that is the Washingtons. Um, but I think it's a good reminder that route running is the key a lot of the time. Mm-hmm to instant success for young receivers in the NFL. You, you know, this is going to sound stupid, but if I'm being honest, uh, if you told me his stats to this point, I would have assumed, like, Haskins... Like, if you told me in the in the offseason, in the in the summer, I would assume Haskins, like, won the job and it's just been feeding him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but it's been... Nope, it's been Scary Terry just killing guys with his route running and his release, so... Uh, his other nickname is F1, so let's just get that out there. I, I don't I don't know why. Because uh, of McLaren. Oh, it's McLaurin, not McLaren. Uh, I know, for, but because Scary Terry's just a ripoff of Terry Rozier, so like I, I know it is, but like that's also from like Rick and Morty. Yeah, but that's that's where Terry Rozier's name came from was Rick and Morty. See, I don't. Yeah, I know. I don't like Scary Terry that much either because I know it as Terry Rozier, but like, but like in, in Terry McLaurin's not in on Scary Terry because no. it's not original. But F one. No. Hell yeah! Uh, he's, he needs a he needs. I don't know. It's McLaren, not McLaurin. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, I'm not a car guy. Honestly, if you told me it was McLaurin, I believe you on that too. <laughs> I saw that and I didn't understand why. So I'm glad you cleared cleared it up. Yeah, for me. you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. But yeah, cl- clearly the top receiver. Uh, who do you got second? Uh, I think after McLaurin, it, it gets a little interesting. But uh, you, you said my name at the start of the show. I, I have to go with DK Metcalf. I, I I think the third spot's where it gets interesting to me. DK Metcalf's the clear two. Yeah. No, I mean, it's I I know for him it's not as consistent each week as McLaurin. He's been up and down. Like there, there's been the the flashes of what we think DK Metcalf can and will be, but then there's the like the terrible fumble in the Ravens game. Yeah. He had a bad drop. Uh, this week against Atlanta, but but he also came back two touchdowns. Exactly, came back with two wide open touchdowns. So. I think I think that's the again consistency is what really puts Terry McLaurin as the best rookie receiver. Yeah, um, and one of the three best offensive rookies in general is yeah week to week consistency and even in games where McLaurin's maybe not putting up crazy numbers, he's getting open. And it's not his fault that like it's on the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Metcalf, I think the big boost and what to me locks him in is that wide receiver two in the all rookie team is it feels like although he's not consistent, he is such a big play threat yeah. that no matter what, the defense has to be keyed in on what he's doing. Uh, honestly, Metcalf's role in the offense could like you can see it growing easily because there were some weird uh, more targets this week in Solana that should have been going to DK Metcalf. So I, I think his he's I think he's just gonna keep getting better, man. Yeah, the height, weight, speed, which I mean, 
I think we were both much, much, much higher on him than where he ended up falling to. We were. He was, he was wide receiver one for both of us. Yeah, I think he was the 10th player on my board. I was very, very high on <laughs> yeah. DK Metcalf. Like, I, I, I think he, he can be a young Josh Gordon type of just complete physical mismatch. He's um, done, like, you know, the funny thing is, too, like, or the interesting thing, after the catch, he's been just like like a, a bulldog, too. Yeah, like just that's, he, he is very physical. Yes, yeah. Uh, and, and a very nice, if they can find a third receiver, that offense is going to be really nice going forward. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. If Brian Schottenheimer's fired. Uh, okay. Shotty's done a decent job. I got to give him some credit. Anyways. We touched on who third third receivers where it could get interesting. Um, Hollywood Brown, I think, would have locked down the spot again yeah. if he didn't end up injured. I agree. Do you have Mecole Hardman as your third? I do have Mecole Hardman. And him, he, he in a similar way to Metcalf, but in a different way, it's not consistent, but it's that big playability. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and with him, it's a lot of, it's like where DK Metcalf's winning these deep balls. Um, with Hardman, it's a lot of like scheming him the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, using his speed just to get him open. And, and yeah, or get like gadgety plays and yep. just his his yak ability being showcased and his deep speed. He looks like a the kind of the perfect slot for this Chiefs offense with Terry mm-hmm. Kill and Sammy Watkins. Um, and yeah, he, he's averaging nearly 19 yards a catch right now. That's great. Yeah, he has 20 catches for 374 and four touchdowns. Uh, I'd like to see him used even more in the yak role. Yeah. Uh, obviously, right now with Matt Moore playing quarterback in the offensive line being shaky, it might not happen this year where we're seeing McCole Hardman consistently put together big performances. Mm-hmm. But I think he's showing that ability to be like that Brandon Cooks type of receiver. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I thought like they get his feet wet by doing a lot of the gadgety stuff, but it's like you said, it's been more scheming him open and like him coming across the formation and stuff like that. So I think he's been really impressive. I didn't think he'd be this good this quickly, to be honest. Another receiver, Robbie was high on. Yeah. Um. Just did did, did any other receivers come to mind here? Uh, besides, I mentioned Hollywood. I mentioned Deontay Johnson. Uh, I don't know. AJ Brown had his flashes. He, he it's it's been like two or three games that have been big performances for him, and, and then other games where he just like absolutely disappears. Yeah, I think um, the, uh, that's partially his lack of um, sophistication with his route running. Yeah, and partially with just that offense in general and the quarterback play. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I, those are the guys, I think. Preston Williams has been pretty good for a, for what he is, but hey. We gotta, yeah, we got to our, our respect at Preston Williams. We do, we do. We definitely we do. have to have in our superlatives for the rookie talk our uh, best undrafted rookie of the week for sure. I, I like that one. It's going to be a lot of Dolphins. <laughs> it is going to be a lot of... You know, there's been a lot of low-key good UDFAs. Name one. Who's your favorite? <laughs> Preston Big Williams. Talks. Yeah, big talker. Uh, I don't know. Preston Williams. Dion Calhoun, just naming Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. He's missing blocks starting at right guard this past week. Uh, okay. Sure. Moving to tight end. Yep. 
uh, a position that's known to be a hard instant impact spot for a rookie. Um, I, to me, there's really only one clear guy right now, and even he has been pretty inconsistent. But do you have TJ Hawkinson? I do, and you mentioned instant impact, which TJ Hawkinson was, but then has slowed down since the first couple weeks. It's again, he got banged up. Yeah, um, exactly. I think I I know someone um, at one point this season might have been like around week six. They put Hawkinson's numbers up beside Noah Fant's because people are worried that Noah Fant's a bust. Um, which I mean, pretty quick to jump to that conclusion, especially mm-hmm. like I said, a position that has a history of. It being a slow transition. Yeah. I mean, O.J. Howard's still working on it. Um, <laughs> but it, and and, and uh, the tweet was just like, how is Hawkinson a hit and fan of bus because of the difference in yards? Yeah. But I think it comes down. Like, Hawkinson, he hasn't been a bulldozer of a run blocker, but he's affecting the game as a run blocker. Mm-hmm. And obviously we knew going into the year that fan would have a long way to go to be a legit NFL blocker. And then also throwing on that, um, with the problems at left tackle for the Lions, a lot they they keep Hawk home, uh, mm-hmm. not a lot, but more than you would expect, and he, he's done a fairly good job as a pass blocker, um, from what I've seen as well. Yeah, uh, going back to Fan too, like I'm not calling him a bust, but he's struggled. I know he has more catches than Hawk right now. Uh, 185 yards of touchdown, but like some with drops though. Exactly, some really bad drops. I also. It's, I, especially with Flacco at QB, you thought that maybe he would have a more instant impact because Flacco's history of using the tight end. Yeah, that's a good. He's gotten open though. Yeah, I know. He's just gotta clean up the drops. Is really what that's really the only I think reason people are worried. And I mean they should be, but yeah. He also had that crazy yak touchdown in like yeah. week five. And yeah. I I wouldn't be stressed out. Halfway through the NFL season, that my first round, uh, yeah, rookie is a bust already. Uh, so don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'd like to see the Lions use Hawkinson more in that like kind of third down go to guy. Um, but at the same time, like Matthew Stafford's been playing great football this year, mm-hmm. and, and if you look at Hawks' numbers, if he ends up, let's say he just averages this the whole way, if he ends he up just it. under five hundred yards. Like, that's a pretty good rookie tight end season. It is, and especially with missing some time. Yeah. Like, I I think he's done a pretty solid job so far. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, let's move into the offensive line talk. Um, we'll start with uh, the offensive tackles, which it's – to me, there's th- for the interior offensive linemen, there's three blatantly clear options. I 100% agree with you. And, and like, all three of them have been, uh, like, I think top – 15 top 20 rookies for sure the tackles it's more of a question i i don't feel good about my tackles okay i i like i don't my two tackle picks i'll i would say i i don't like i think they're the in my mind at least they're correct picks mm-hmm. but i don't think they're playing out of this world or anything mm-hmm. they're just playing the best football among rookie offensive tackles yeah that are on I, the field. as a whole the tackle class i think has been disappointing to this point it's it's been yeah, no. Again, I mean, nobody's jumped off the page whatsoever. I mean, you uh, you lose Jonah Williams right off the bat, so that that, that really killed it. Um, Titus Howard, we knew he wasn't ready. He's playing guard. <laughs> exactly, like McGarry's. Uh, 
I don't know. You know McGarry's what I mean? been pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna start my my uh my first tackle here. Out of nowhere, San Francisco 49ers left tackle Justin School. I also have Justin School. I think he's the clear like the the <laughs> clear one of the two tackles. Yeah, and he's no. this, obviously six round pick out of Andy. He's filled in so well for Joe Staley. Mm-hmm. Where obviously the 49ers are undefeated. Um, and when Staley went down early in the year, it was kind of like, oh goodness, this could have, be catastrophic. Because yeah. their offensive line's not full of absolute studs or anything. At all, no. Like <laughs> Western Richburg's playing the best football of his career. But then like there's guys like um Lakin Tomlinson who was a bust with the Lions. Well, the 49ers kind of like revived his career. And like, exactly. Obviously, yeah. Mike McGlinchey was uh, a high draft pick and he's played yep. really good football. But then throwing in Justin School at left tackle, and he's he's done a wonderful job. And part of that, I think, is the Shanahan scheme. I think so, too. And just it's a great scheme for an offensive lineman to play in. Mm-hmm. And it's such an easy zone running scheme, zone blocking yeah. scheme. And they just pound the rock. Um, but School, like, when you watch them... You think you would if you watch that offensive line at no point would you be like oh you can tell the left tackle is a six round rookie. Uh, no, absolutely. It's it's been extreme. like and again there's he's out playing like all these guys that were drafted in the first and second round like it's really impressive. Yeah, they must feel so good about that just because obviously one of the holes going for with Joe Staley getting up there in age would have been that left tackle spot and considering mm-hmm. that they're not going to be picking that high going forward yeah like it might like just knowing you've kind of got this guy in your back pocket a little bit yeah that's huge yeah and, and a guy who i i'm gonna fully admit like i didn't have him in my i don't think he ended up in my top uh 300 like i think i had him in the 300s big big whiff i i yeah i didn't i had zero interest in him too so um, so yeah, just absolutely. That's always nice. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the other tackle. I, I think that one is a little tougher. I, I landed on Andre Dillard though. Oh, he has not played enough. What? I don't know. Like what? who? Do, who do Juwan Taylor. Juwan. I I I have them back and I went back and forth between the Andre two. Andre Dillard's of them. played like a game and a half worth of snaps. I know but he's looked okay. I I like, like I have Juwan, Taylor. Juwan Taylor's been a top like thirty five rookie. You think so? I I think Taylor's been solid. He's played every game. Mm-hmm. He's struggled with some penalties, but he's also been uh, a major impact as a as a run blocker. And I, I think I went that's back and crazy forth. that you would pick a guy who's barely played. I went back and forth between the two. Taylor's played started two games. I know. I went back and forth between the two of them. But like, justify it. I think he's been good when he's been in there, and I didn't feel that strong. But you just Taylor. said Taylor's playing solid football. If you're playing eight solid games, there's two good games. All right, I'll I'll have Taylor. I think I really went back and forth. So, but then what separated them? Just you like what you saw more from Dillard against Buffalo. Yeah, and what what do you play week two? A lot. No, it's been the last two weeks. Well, Peters went down for one. Uh, yeah. Early game. Uh, uh, but he's only started the last two weeks. Yeah, no, I know. But he played in that game too. Uh, yeah, I liked. I've been impressed with him. I know he's had his ups and downs too. But like, I don't care. I'll go with Taylor. I've got no issue. I literally. No, it's was, your team versus my team. Different I, team. My team's I'm not fight. I don't want to versus your team. Um, I legit went back and forth between the two of them. So. Fair. All right. I will fight you if you don't have these three as your interiors. Uh, we'll start with the guards. 
Uh, uh, Dalton Reiser. Reiser. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I think Dalton Reiser burst onto the scene for Denver. He did. Um, just his impact immediately as a run blocker. And maybe he stands out a little more because of the offensive linemen around him. <laughs> like, Garrett, Garrett Bowles is horrible. Yeah, he's fallen off, so oh, fuck. Anyways, but I think that's a good point. He does stand out because... Dude, it was like from the Hall of Fame game. He's, he's like, holy shit, this is the best offensive lineman. Yeah. And I think he's kind of... I've mentioned this thought before, like Mike Munchak's general on the field. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just there... I want to say it was week, week three... On a massive Philip Lindsay run, he was like 15 yards down the field, just mauling a guy still. And it's just everything he's done from a run blocking perspective has been money. And then he hasn't been an issue in pass protection. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I think we both thought he was plug and play, but not to this level. Yeah, I I, I thought he had. Um, I, 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 I think we both thought Pro Bowl potential pro, at pro guard. Pro Bowl potential at guard, yes. Yeah, yeah. no, we both Which did. it's starting to look that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but quick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, maybe a little faster than we expected. Mm-hmm. Um, that, with all the mess that is the Broncos offense, at least uh, Dalton Reiser's coming through. It's true. Uh, the other guard spot, want me to do it? Yeah, go shoot. Elton Jenkins? Yeah, I think it's got to be Elton Jenkins. And he didn't start till uh, week two or week three. I, th- I think it was week two. I think I can't it was remember. week two as well. Um, I can try. McCray went down in week one. It's been so long. I know. It, the season, like, it, it's no, gone by McCray, so long. Lane Taylor went down, sorry. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Elton Jenkins just immediately, you'd think, you would see, again, second-round rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think you'd like might notice. It was uh, week three, his first start. Okay. Sorry. You think you might notice the, the some drop off, but it's literally their offensive line's better with him. Yeah, it's true. Um, and he's a guy who played center at Mississippi State. Can yeah. play, obviously, is now playing guard. Guard, yeah. Um, he's just been an absolute force in the run game. He's a huge reason Aaron Jones has been uh, going off lately, mm-hmm. especially on the inside runs. Um, and just his work, yeah, I, I think what really stand, you can see his football IQ from playing center. You can see it as he plays guard, where he's working off these combo blocks to perfection, getting up onto the linebackers and just opening holes. Yeah. Um, honestly, I mean, him and I think love the same center. Two guys I was admittedly uh, too low on, to be honest. I feel good about where I had them now. Yeah, I know. I like I Riser was my second injured offensive lineman, and I feel good about that. Adam is a borderline first round pick, so good about that. But I, I was too low. I, like, I like what I saw, but I just I don't know. I wasn't as high as everyone else was, and I was clearly wrong. So some people were really low on Elton Jenkins. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and then obviously you mentioned the the clear center. It's Eric McCoy, the New Orleans mm-hmm. State center. And again, a, a good way to see how a rookie offensive lineman is performing is if, if like, as a fan, if you're just watching a game and you're not noticing them. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, what massive shoes to fill? Because, obviously, Max Onger retired. Had to go in there and replace him immediately. On what was considered one of the best offensive lines in football. Yeah. And then, again, Max Onger retired. And that then it – not that the – Offensive line became a question, but center specifically became a question. Mm-hmm. And Max Unger's known as like, I know he was not like a consistent Pro Bowl guy, but Max still, Unger was a great center. 
But I, yeah. I, I agree in a massively yeah. IQ'd center, yeah, which is a huge thing. Um, and yeah, Eric McCoy came in there, and they signed uh, Nick Alston mm-hmm. or Nick Easton. Easton. Yeah, yeah sorry, Nick, Nick Easton from the Vikings to a, not a like. What I thought was kind of a substantial contract for him, where it felt like, oh, they're just going to start him at center. Yeah. And then McCoy came in, immediately beat him out, and has been, I think, a top five, top ten rookie this but season. Let me let me see. Also, super impressive. We were like, okay, center center position, obviously, very cerebral position. So to just to start as a rookie, that's big. But then you have Drew Brees behind you. So like, okay, you got someone there to kind of help, and you know, the, the great off the line. That's a good point. This is a good but then, point. And then Brees goes down, and they haven't skipped a beat. He's been wonderful. He's been great. Exactly. That's that's even more impressive. I think what McCoy's done is maybe more impressive than... Like, I think he's one of the best centers in the NFL this season. And that's the best offensive line in the NFL this season. So the interior was so easy. Because, like, honestly, I know Garrett Bradbury had a slow start, but he's looked pretty good the last couple of weeks, too. I think... Yeah, he struggled in pass protection early, for sure. Yeah. And then, like, McCoy could, like... Uh, sorry, uh, Bradbury, if, he had, if there was, like, a weaker spot, he could be on the... Li- you know what I mean? It's just... The interior, it's, the interior. Those three strong. have just been, yeah. Like I, like I mean, we know how much I love Pro Bowl voting. Like I will be voting Eric McCoy to the Pro Bowl. Respect. Uh, but yeah, all three of them just look like ten-year starters already. Absolutely, for sure. All right, want to move on to the defense? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, let's start with our edge rushers. Been a phenomenal group. Yeah, uh, this is another spot where it's like too many guys. <laughs> And obviously, we, we, I mean, it's no secret Nick Bosa is going to be the top guy for both, us both. Yeah. And the thing with Nick Bosa is he has been so dominant. And I he, he's been so dominant the entire season. It's just then, the stats are starting to come with it and people are it, starting to realize. Like, I even saw after, like, week five, he was, like, third in some articles defensive rookie of the year rankings because he had three and a half sacks at that time. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you weren't watching the games. Mm-hmm. You are not seeing he, how much he's affecting the game, how much pressure he's getting, how he's just made that whole defense so much better. Uh, I mean, he's getting Robert Sella a head coaching job. He's <laughs> turned Eric Armstead into a guy who's going to cash in this offseason. Um, it, it was that Browns game in primetime where everyone finally fucking realized. Yeah, yeah he was certain, ripping off these massive sack games like this past week. And he picked yeah. off a pass this week, yeah. which was an incredible play. Um, no, Nick Bosa has been... Uh, I think a defensive player of the year candidate, not just defensive rookie. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, like you said, seven sacks now. I had the pick, twenty tackles, eleven TFLs. Yeah, I think he's all he's a lock there. Um, the other edge spot, I think it's it's a tough call between two guys. I, I think so too. Um, I went with Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I also went with Josh Allen, but I would have no issue with someone choosing Brian Brian Burns. Burns. And for me, what separated it was. Brian Burns has had more massive splash plays, mm-hmm. but Josh Allen's been a more consistent player. That's fair. I mean, seven sacks tying Nick Bosa almost almost quietly. Um, He's really come on the last couple of weeks too. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's the other thing where Brian Burns kind of came out hot. Hot, yeah. Uh, Josh Allen's been outplaying him more recently. Um, and, and with Josh Allen, again, going back to what gave me the edge with uh, Josh Allen over Brian Burns was Josh Allen's more consistently creating pressure, maybe not always getting home. Whereas Brian Burns, and, and this isn't a knock on Brian Burns, who's been incredible as a rookie, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it would be like a couple, like 
two splash plays a game really stood out, and, mm-hmm. and just there's more consistency to Josh Allen's game. I, I agree with you, but again, uh, both have been phenomenal. So yeah, most years Brian Burns would be like Easy. considered the defensive rookie of the year for this point. <laughs> Honestly, for sure. That's how good this edge class has been. Um, and, like, even uh, it, to lesser extents, like, we've even seen flashes from some uh, non-first-round guys like Max Crosby, yeah. Chase Winovich. Winovich has been good. Uh, they, they've they both had splashy uh, plays throughout the season. And it's just the edge class in general. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, Max Crosby deserves some more love. I'll say that, too. Yeah, he, he looks like... Salute, let's salute Mike Mayock. Um, Interior? uh, Yes, let's move to interior Sorry, I read a tweet wrong I thought Jim Harbaugh retired for a half second (laughs) No I was was very confused No. Uh, Yeah, let's jump to the interior defensive line Where it hasn't been The same splashiness uh, As the edge guys No Um, Like I think the two guys aren't clear here To be honest uh, but, I, you know what? If Jeffrey Simmons had played the entire yeah. year, he would be yeah. here. Let's start that with that. Yes. And let's say by the end of the year, I would not be surprised if he is the interior guy, even though he'll have only played half the season. I cannot believe he's already back from the torn ACL. First of all, yeah, like let's start. I, I'm glad you brought that up because a he's back much quicker than anyone anticipated, and b he's instantly been one of the best players on that defense. Like. And, 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 like, he's not even playing full starter snaps or anything. <laughs> yeah. Just on this pitch count. And just immediately in his first NFL game was maybe the Titans' best player. Yeah. He yeah. looks like that top five guy we thought he was. Yeah. And I think the Titans got a steal where he landed. Yeah. Like, he dominated the Chargers. What? Like, but, like, if if the whole NFL knew he'd only miss seven games or whatever it was... There's no way he would have went that low, right? Yeah, like, I think he was a top 10 pick. I agree with you, so. And, but, and like, he looked, to, to me, like, I comped him to Fletcher Cox. Like, I, mm-hmm. he's that good. But um, we knew this this class was pretty special coming out. They haven't been too flashy right now yet, I should say. You're right, but who do, who do you have first? Uh, first, I'm going to go with Dexter Lawrence. I agree. <laughs> I've been Dexter been, Lawrence, too. Not to say I didn't think he'd be good or anything i i mean i'm not in on drafting nose tackles that early especially uh, when you already had the best one in the game i think that's a different conversation than just talking about how dexter lawrence has played i, I agree kind of have to separate those two things yeah I, I put my pre-draft and my notions and nose tackles aside to have him as my number one interior defense lineman um he he's been i think exactly what they'd hoped for like you can't ask for anything more from a nose tackle he's at this been point. a very strong run defender and yeah. he's pushing the pocket, not consistently, but he's adding some pass rush. Two, two and a half sacks, that's leading the interior defensive line group for the rookies. Um, and, I, yeah, I just kind of, like, again, I don't necessarily agree with the way they went about just trading Stacks Harrison, it, the best it, nose tackle in football, for nothing. Doesn't and, make the, sense. and then drafting another nose tackle Yeah, uh, in sense. the first round. But, no, he, he, he looks like what they had hoped for him to be. Um, I, I think he's going to be a very good long-term starting nose tackle, which is what I already thought. It's just I wouldn't have taken uh, that type of player that early. Yeah, I th- like I think I had him in like the forties around there, like just because of pos- positional value. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's fair. It's it's the same thing where like I wouldn't have taken Josh Jacobs in the first round. 
because he's a running back. But I still yeah. think Josh Jacobs is going to be a like a Pro Bowl running back. Yeah. It's you kind of have to separate those two things. It feels like. Yeah. Uh yeah. So it gets a little. I think maybe he's not Dexter Lawrence isn't like the definite clear guy. Uh, but uh, he was the first guy I thought of for the interior defensive line spot. I'm interested to see who your other uh, your other pick is. Yeah, I agree with you, but I, I ended up going, going with Ed Oliver. Okay, so so did I. Um, like again, like yeah, I, I, like the group was so the class was so good. They haven't they haven't been flashy. But Ed, Ed Oliver's been pretty good, quiet statistically. But I think if you're the Buffalo Bills, you've liked what you've seen from him so far. Yeah. And I think if Quinn and Williams didn't get hurt and miss a couple games, yeah, um, this would be a spot he would have really battled it all over for. I agree. Like it's not like he's been poor, but it's he's been he's been hurt in the inconsistent uh, snaps. But now with Leonard Williams being traded to the Giants, yeah. I think we're really going to see a boom from Quinn and Williams down the stretch. Yeah, um, it doesn't help again that the. The team is really bad, and the defense yeah, is no, good, de- definitely. And what helps at Oliver is that defense has been very good. Yeah. Uh, he, he see with him the sacks aren't coming right now. Just one. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's creating pressure, uh, disruptive plays. Um, he actually when Kyle Phillips, wow, wow, that was a gosh darn Harrison Phillips. Harrison Phillips I was thinking about Kyle Williams at the same time because the same person. <laughs> When Harrison Phillips, before he went down injured, at Oliver, Jordan Phillips and Harrison Phillips looked like a mighty trio of rotation on the inside. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. I think it hurt at Oliver that they lost Harrison Phillips. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but he, I, I think one of the more low-key things that helps at Oliver is he's held up in the run game better than I think a lot of people were expecting. Yeah. Like, he hasn't, I don't think, he hasn't been he flashy. Hasn't, he, he hasn't been flashy, but he hasn't had... Like he hasn't been bad. No, not at all. And I, you, you've seen some play. Like you've seen him. Like you know, sniff the quarterback, just not get home, push the pocket. Mm-hmm. Definitely hasn't been bad. And I think he deserves to be the second guy in this group. Yeah, but hell, Quinton Williams and Jeffrey Simmons could take these two spots down the stretch. Um. Yeah, it's it's up for grabs right now. All right. Uh, let's jump to linebacker. I think again, clear guy here at the top, and then it's murky. A little more murky, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and, and in that other spot, there's a lot of like non-early picks who are competing for it. To be yeah, honest. it's. It, it, I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, Devin Bush, I think, is a clear uh, guy here. Tenth overall yeah. pick, Steelers linebacker. Yep. Um, I, th- I believe he still leads the league in forced turnovers with six, four fumble recoveries, two picks. He. I'll say he had he wasn't the instant impact rookie a lot of us thought he was going to be. No, but then it happened. <laughs> he struggled early a lot yeah. uh, in coverage. He also was playing inconsistent snaps because for some goddamn reason, Mark Barron plays football, and then Vince Williams got hurt, and it kind of opened the door to Devin Bush playing more consistent snaps, even though it should be Bush and Vince Williams starting because Mark Barron is bad at football. Let's just get yeah. that out there. Yeah. Um, Bush, again, he, he hasn't it, – it's been a little inconsistent game to game. He'll look great one game. He'll still struggle a bit in coverage on yeah. tight ends the other game. Uh, but his aggressiveness, his uh, instincts, and he's always finishing around the ball. That's why he's got so many forced turnovers. Um, pretty, pretty clearly been the best rookie lineup. I mean, he leads, he leads all the group in tackles. 
Uh, his stats are really like he, he stuffed them, like you mentioned. He's he's got a sack. He's got five pass def, uh, defenses, two picks, four fumble recoveries, and the touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> lots of big plays with him. I would yeah. Say if if the defensive rookie of the year ballot were like top three, I think for me it'd be Bosa, Josh Allen, Devin Bush. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think it'd be Devin Bush versus Brian Burns for that third spot. That, that's, that was exactly my thought. Yeah, I think those are, if you're going to do that's four guys, the four, though, yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, after is, Devin Bush, though. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a drop-off after Devin Bush. Who, who'd, you, who'd you land on here? For the fifth? Or for no, the, oh, just for the other linebacker spot. Other linebacker, yeah, yeah. Other linebacker. I went with Cole Holcomb, the Washington I also, rookie. I also did. <laughs> so I think with that, it's when I was thinking about it, I was like, it's kind of clearly Cole Holcomb. Yeah. But it, it's kind of it's just surprising that it's clearly Cole Holcomb. Yeah, the, the last pick in the fifth round, um, statistically Im- impressive. Playing been... due to injuries. Yeah. Um, and a guy, I I honestly really like that North Carolina. You did. I remember you liking him. A lot. I just, I love, like, I, I'm sure I tagged him with, oh, he's just a, he's going to be a great special teams special linebacker. Teams, especially, yeah, yeah. Please spot, pause the podcast right now and go back and listen to just our like, linebacker one and hear him say that. <laughs> plays really hard and fast and, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. like, he hasn't been a great player or anything. Uh, he's been pretty solid in coverage. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see that athleticism. Um, I just think just a, a guy who's been a, a pleasant surprise. Uh, other guys that you would would consider after him, it gets uh, really murky. It does, it does. You know, you know who I ended up with third is uh, Mac Wilson, to be honest. And he's a guy where it's like I think he's played better football than some of the other guys. He just wasn't immediately playing. Yeah, you know what? Also with Mac Wilson, like he's only got thirty one tackles, um, no picks, but he's been around the football a lot and he's looked pretty good in coverage, so which we expected of him. I'll say this: if Ryan Conley didn't tear his ACL, yes, I think yeah. he would have clearly been the second linebacker. Yeah, because I mean the Giants rookie who was also playing because of like injuries, injuries, yeah, and he he looked like legitimately good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, tore his ACL. I think he, in the game he tore his ACL. It was his best game of the season too. Huge mm-hmm. interception. Um, Blake Cashman has had some flashes. Big, big, big thing for uh, us. Love uh, yeah, we do. Uh, Jelani Tavai has had some flashes. Yeah, that's nice for me. Um, yeah. Drew Tranquil, but a lot of his work has been special teams. Yeah, like, he's one very good on special teams. No, no surprise. Eventually, he'll be a Hall of Fame linebacker too. What about that CFL guy? Does he count as a rookie on the Dolphins? No. Okay. Well, if he did, he's played a lot. I I also think your your boy Bobby Okariki. If he <laughs> love Okariki's still my boy. Yeah. He, he is. If he was like I think he's gonna take that starting spot from Anthony Walker eventually. Yes, he should. I mean, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh okay. Done with the linebackers. Let's jump to the secondary. Let's start with the two corners. By the way, I'm just gonna state this now. For our nickel spot I cheated. Anyway. Just to pick the five best DBs in general. Yeah, I, I did a general DB spot, so we'll figure it out. There. Yeah, we'll call it the general DB spot. Okay, you're cool. welcome. Thanks. Uh, yeah, let's start with the – who's your number one corner? I, I I landed on Byron Murphy as my number one guy. I think that is the correct take. Um, I don't – like, none of these corners have been outstanding. Byron Murphy's played so much. He's played a lot. Like, he, he, he hasn't – he's got 45 tackles. 
He's, uh, it's been, again, with him, it's been inconsistent. He's had a couple games where he's looked really yeah. good. Uh, then, like, he did not look very good against the Saints, for example. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's a tough spot to be for a rookie it corner. Is. Yeah. But you've seen some of those instincts that we loved and his ball skills with a couple pass breakups. Um, I, I think, ultimately, like, it's a promising rookie year. They threw him to the fire. He's been it's, the absolutely. number one corner. Uh, most of the season because Patrick Peterson was suspended. Absolutely. And he hasn't been just getting absolutely toasted. you, you got to be happy with it, what you've seen in Arizona for, for Brian, uh, Byron Murphy, for sure. Yeah, like it's uh, just just another corner example who was kind of thrown to the fire mm-hmm. um, and I think has struggled a lot is Lonnie Johnson with the Texans. <laughs> and I think with Byron Murphy, you're like not thinking like this is – Teams aren't necessarily going and being like, we're attacking, but I mean, it also helps that the Cardinals just aren't good at multiple spots on defense, but like, they're <laughs> yeah. not going in with a game plan to attack Byron Murphy. That's, that's a good point, but we also knew that Byron Murphy was more pro-ready than Lonnie Johnson. So. Yes, 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 yes. I think moving to the second corner, I, I think there's this one's up for big debate, though. I think if Greedy Williams didn't get hurt, it would be the guy. be him. I 100% agree. I, Greedy ended up as my third guy, but... Again, it's because of the injuries, yeah. Like, you, I'm sure there are people out there that would argue Lonnie Johnson because I think he's played, like, the most snaps after Byron Murphy by far. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's been very good. So I'm not going to argue Lonnie Johnson. Who'd you land on? Honestly, I want to... I, I wrote down Greedy Williams, but I felt bad about it because he played in three games. Okay, well, I guess for if I'm doing Dillard, I should also do Greedy. <laughs> But I, I, I ended up sneaking Rocky Sin in front of him. That's my next pick. Yeah. I I went greedy, Rocky Sin, DeAndre Baker. And DeAndre Baker, I'm just going to quickly touch on him. Yeah. Uh, he struggled a lot early, and he's looked yeah. a lot better more recently. Uh, Rocky Sin's just been so, rock, rock solid. What? Yeah. Like, yes. Greedy looked awesome the first two weeks. Missed a bunch of games with hamstring. Yeah. Came back uh, this past week. Had some ups and downs. I thought he looked pretty good in coverage. Got called on a penalty. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bad game against the Patriots at all. Yeah, like so. I I guess in theory, I put down Greedy Williams. All right, I I'll let you put Greedy because I put I'll put Rockus in. Yeah, but yeah, I think pretty much it's those. If it'd be Greedy, if not for the injuries and. If I agree. lack okay. of snaps makes it rocky sin. Okay. Uh, Want to go to the safeties, and we'll finish with our general DB. Let's do it. Uh, okay. First safety for me is Kari Willis with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I actually did a free and strong, so I, but I have Willis. So it's okay. Okay. I, I mean, Willis would be my strong safety. That's what I, that's what I mean, so it's all good. Okay. We, we got okay. the same shit. So yeah. with Willis, it's been just... This Hidden. Just... He's great around the line of scrimmage. He's super yeah. physical. The instincts are... Like, the Colts just know what he does well, and they use him in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the instincts, his ability as a tackler against the run. He fires up and blows stuff up. I love watching Kerry Willis play football. And I wish, Fuck, I, was, I, I, wish I was higher on him in the process. I, I think I was even lower than you were, so... I, 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 I had issues with his coverage big time, so... I don't know. I silly now. That, yeah, I mean, they've just used him perfectly. Yeah, not sure. I, I mean, I remember when, but to give you some credit here, Rob, when when they drafted him, you liked the fit a lot. So. I did, I did, because I think he's the perfect complement to the type of safety that Malik Hooker is. I, I agreed with you. I just didn't think he'd be this good. Was my issue. 
Well, I mean, totally fair. Yeah. Um, who's your other safety? Uh, I went with Darnell Savage. I did too, and I think it would like definitely be clearly him if he if didn't he... miss a couple games because he yeah. looked great. Exactly. I think after like the first three weeks, it was like him and Nick Bosa for defensive rookie of the year. Absolutely, but I mean, still like even missing two games, his play stacks up like. You know what I mean? Like, I got no problem putting him when, here. When he missed time, you could see the drop-off in the secondary, too. That's, yeah, that's true. Which um, says a lot about how well he was playing. Like, but, yeah, his just overall instincts in coverage, mm-hmm. and just, he's such a bullet as a tackler. Yeah. He's always around the football. Darnell Savage looks exactly how I felt about him coming out of Maryland. I'm yeah, so like, happy about it. <laughs> no, he's been awesome. Um, A four-pass defensive pick, a forced fumble. You're right. He's just been been all around the football. It's and I been mean, a pretty good rookie group of safety. Wait, rookie group of safeties. Does that make sense? Safety group, group of r- rookies. Group rookie safeties. Safety rookie group. Safety rookie group. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like no, my, my general DB is another safety. Mine is as well. So. Mine's one Thornhill. Mine is as well. Okay, yeah. And I think you could argue him to be just the safety, too. I, I put him yeah. as my nickel, in quotations, just yeah. to fit him in, and I know he's he, he comes down a little more often. I mean, you I, uh, whatever. I was ready for you to kind of, like, do, like, like if it made more schematically, I was ready to say Taylor Rapp. Taylor but, Rapp's like if we put a dime linebacker. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I, just before we super jump in on Juan Thornhill, I'm just going to mention, like, Taylor Rapp, I think you can... Like, Taylor Rapp um, has played really good football. Mm-hmm. Also, Roderick, Roderick Teamer, the Chargers undrafted rookie. <laughs> yeah. Like, out of nowhere, has played big very, t- very big solid football. And that's with Nasir out early out. Yeah. Um, but with Juan Thornhill, it's his ability in coverage. Mm-hmm. He has been a stud in coverage for them. Um, which, we knew he was a freak athlete. Uh... And they just kind of, yeah, they just immediately started him opposite Honey Badger, and he's looked great matching Respect up with that. tight ends, rock, matching up with slots, playing single high. I think they're using him very well, because we kind of knew he was a little, like, he, he he was a bit of a weapon. Like, you can move him around and do different things. Yeah, like at Virginia, he played outside corner, he played nimble, yeah. he played single high. He played, like, some dime backer to match up with tight ends and running backs. Yeah. he And they've done a terrific job just playing to his strengths, and he's been money. All right. Yeah, those safeties, all three of those guys look, like, awesome. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait till our boy Nasir Adderley gets healthy. Yeah, I really want to see him play <laughs> yeah. a lot. Uh, okay, let's finish up with our special teamers. Who's your kicker? <laughs> Joey Sly, baby. Actually? Yeah. Oh, I put Matt Gay. I know you would, but Joey Sly's been better than that. I think you Matt. can argue Matt Gay, Joey Sly, or Austin Siebert, to be totally fair. Yeah, I'm, I, I, fuck Austin Siebert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hasn't Siebert not missed yet? Yeah, he's a he's short said, they, they, Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of why I picked Mackey over Ross and Siebert. Was I respect that. Like, Mackey, his hit more more deep uh, field was, Siebert's, like, kicking only, like, inside the 40. It's like what he did at Oklahoma, too. Yeah, we hate Austin Siebert on this pod. I don't think you can go wrong between Sly and Matt Gay, to be honest. I love them both. They've been great. So I think that you can almost have that argument with Punter, too. I went with the Scottish Hammer. I went with the Scottish Hammer as well. I, no, Jake I, Bailey no. deserves some respect. He deserves some respect, but I think uh, Jamie Gillen's been better. I, I think Jamie Gillen's been f- so awesome. He's one of my favorite punters. If you look at, like, if you look at, like, Bailey's just punted more, somehow, <laughs> than Gillen. Um, mm-hmm. 
If you look at like inside of twenty, Gillen's got him. Um, Fun fact: my uh, th- I've had three different in our fantasy league. We have punters because we're weird. I've had three different punters this season: um, Mitch Wisniewski, Jamie Gillen, and now Jake Bailey. So I've just rotated through the rookie punters. Yeah, I, I drafted uh, Mike Lickson last year and. Didn't look back, and now I'm having uh, I'm getting some second second thoughts here, Rob. Uh oh, but yeah, Gillen's been money. Dixon's look great when he's in the dome. By the way, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, return specialist. I think there's, I'm I'm very pro picking a guy who returns kicks and punts. If you're if you're only picking return specialists and not picking a kick returner and punt returner, <laughs> so I, I think Deontay Harris, the Saints rookie, is the guy. All right, that's fair. He's, aver- he's averaging 22 a kick, 9 a punt, had that big punt return touchdown like week yeah. four. Um, and I just love that he's just this tiny dude out of nowhere. No, I should respect that. Uh, and uh, then special teamer? I, I mean, the two options are pretty clear in my mind. Who do you got? And they're two guys I was ready to bang the tail for last year. I didn't put Drew Tranquil, but he was the second option. Mm-hmm. Andrew Wingard of the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> leads yes. all rookies in special teams tackles, and he legitimately stands out on special teams, partially because his hair, partially because he's just screaming down the field. It's a big hit for you, Rob. Yeah, I feel great about it. Vindication. Um, watch out for Hugo Amadi in the future, baby. Okay. <laughs> he's look good. Should probably just be playing nickel, but whatever. Yeah, but, well, thing is there now, Diggs. True. Thompson's to IR, so Diggs going to be playing. All righty. That's, that's our all-rookie team. <laughs> that's how we end it. <laughs> I don't know if you have any other rookies to mention. I feel like no, hold on, hold on. We mentioned a lot of guys who mattered. Let me let me ask. We'll end it like this. Not on the weird Tetris Thompson note. <laughs> okay. Who's been your personal favorite rookie this year? Nick Bosa. I think and that's a good answer. It's like he's just... He is already one of the best head rushers in football. I mean, it's hard not to pick him. Yeah. Like, who Who would you – who is your pick? Probably DK, but that's because I'm a Seahawks fan. Oh. Uh, yeah, Bosa. You know who I, I, I should have mentioned uh, that I didn't? Um, Charles Menehue has looked really good. Yeah. Went on this, field. Uh, J.J. Watt going down, that might need more time. Yeah, for very, he's going to be a guy who's going to be interesting to see more of. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? You mentioned. I'm sorry. I'm just looking through my list. Your, your boy Dennis Daly looked okay when he started for the uh, Panthers. <laughs> he is. Thank you for calling my boy because he is. Um. Oh, Dawson Knox and Irv Smith at tight end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They both been pretty solid. Uh. Foster Morrow. That's another guy we didn't mention. Like the tight end group's been like not eye popping, but deep. Oh. We got to shout out our, our friend of the show, Matt McCoon, for his boy Slay Zone, Darius Slayton. <laughs> Darius Slayton's been surprisingly effective. Yeah, I don't think either of us saw that coming. And so. Ola BC Johnson has looked BC good Johnson's in recent been weeks. Good. Yeah, and just jumping back to running backs. Hopefully, we see more Devin Singletary. I was, you know what, I was, I was going to say that when we're talking running backs. I think if Singletary's been like given was given his touches and played more, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Been healthy and giving more touches. <laughs> I think you would be the clear second running back right now. I'll say that, Ralph. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've mentioned Miles Sanders. Um, Alex the Bull Madison. Madison but has been... Another Matt McCoon special. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I want to yeah. see more of Tony Pollard and Darrell Henderson. I'll say that. 
Yeah, I, I thought we'd see more Henderson. I think a lot of people thought that. It looks like they're going to move towards it a little more. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, baby. Support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming, baby. Grooming, baby. Sounds like Austin Powers almost. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Uh, I know when I <laughs> escape the man, I am terrified. I've never cut anything like Rob, who just, I assume, bled like a sieve. I've, it's happened more than once. But you know, you know what my issue is? <laughs> is that, like, I just don't do a good job because I'm so afraid of, uh, of cutting myself because I'm, I'm, I'm a little hypochondriac. So. And I'm a fearless balls shaver. <laughs> you get off on it. That's... And then I'm just covered in blood. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's why I need Manscaped, and that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has propi- didn't you struggle with proprietary too? Yeah, proprietary. Because <laughs> we both did it. Proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Sorry, Rob, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls because that is gross. Uh, sure. Don't. I'll say this. Don't use the same trimmer. That your ball, your friend uses on his balls. Why would you be sharing face. trimmers? You've never shared a trimmer. I Guess have, what? I have. Now that, now that Manscaped is here, no more sharing trimmers. Everyone's got their own trimmers. Uh, Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I can't. Can you say that word for me? Moisturizer. moisturizer. It's kind of a tongue twister. Uh, you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? It's a really That's, good point. I've I never said that thought you, about it. I said it yesterday, but like I, I never understood why on regular deodorant it says only for underarms. I, I, maybe because it's something to do with sweat glands. <laughs> you're not gonna be fertile if you put it on your balls, so dude. I don't. That's why we need manscape. I've done it like just I've done it before, and I'm like I, I feel weird for disobeying the label. Anyways, I'm, no more. I'm shocked that you've done it. <laughs> Why would it's you a, do that? It's the smelliest part of your body, Rob. Come on. Uh, no more disobeying labels. Listen to Manscaped. Put it on your balls. Uh, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always, always use the right tool for your job. Don't use weird armpit <laughs> things. Your balls will thank you. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. All you got to do is armchair, use promo code armchair and, uh, no more nicking in your nuts, nicking your nuts. Uh, guess what, Rob? We're back to picking NFL spreads. The slate is clean, but you know who never forgets? My bookie. <laughs> My bookie always remembers and you'll have those glorious betting wins in your book all you got to do is bet with my bookie use promo code armchair right no, <laughs> you can, they'll double chair chair okay i forget chair it will double your deposit Rob. I, i'm not looking at it right now i do this one's off the top of my head it's pretty good that's why they're so good right yeah uh so <laughs> bet with armchair uh, listen to bet with armchair. Bet with my bucky. Use yeah, promo code. Not very your head, Look, they used to be, but go back and listen to old RTS batteries. They're good. Fuck. 
You're in my head now. Anyways, let's get to our picks, Ralph. All right. Go ahead and introduce it. This is still your baby. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Uh, it's so weird doing this. Sorry, I'm busy now. watching the World Series. Yeah, I heard, I heard there's a home run or something. It's 3-2. I'm not sure why or how. I don't know who any of these people are. They don't play football. Can you imagine if the road team wins every Jeff game? Jeff Samarja should have played wide receiver in the NFL, not pitched. Okay, let's let's sit down and have a conversation about this because it's a good one to have. He should have. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the bias this week, the four best teams in the league, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Rams, and the Saints. Let's get into Thursday Night Football, the Halloween spooktacular, if you will. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers are minus 10.5. Going to Arizona, going to the desert, the spookiest place in the world, taking on the Cardinals. I don't trust Thursday night games, especially yes, okay. when it's like the, the, the NFC West. Yes, okay. I'm. Are we on the same page here, Rob? I'm it's still, Halloween. I, it's I, like something not bad's going to happen. It's just going to be weird. You feel it. Okay, I'm glad. It's Halloween. It's the NFC West. It's in the desert. That stadium, weird things happen. Terrible things that I don't want to mention have happened in that stadium. The Cardinals are covering at least. They're winning outright. I'm going to say it, Rob. The Cardinals win this football game. Although I think these things, I think the the 49ers pull away. I think the the like the Cardinals just look at the roster. Just look at the, the 49ers are going to be able to run all over them. And then when they're playing with a lead, Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, D Ford, those guys just pin their ears back and rush the passer. And the Cardinals' offensive line is not going to be able to stop them. Rob, you know me making this pick means I have not looked at the Cardinals' roster. Yeah. I don't know. It's a gut feeling. It's a gut feeling. No good reason for it. That. That's probably how you should bet Thursday night football anyway. Yeah, I know. Lots of weird things have happened. I don't Respect. This, I'm going to start off with our seven rounds and having NFL picks by making a crazy one. Respect it. All right, 9.30 in the morning? Wait, why is this game happening 9.30 in the, in the morning, Rob? Where is it taking place? Across the pond. <laughs> Texans are minus one and a half. It's an old wrestling starters bit. You listeners might not understand it. <laughs> Yeah, no, no one can get that bit. Uh, Texas are minus, minus one and a half. Uh, playing London's team, the Jaguars, yeah. baby. You're a fool if you don't take Jacksonville plus the points here, which I am. Jacksonville is the team of London, but so is Tampa Bay, I think. I don't know. Anyway, Gardner Minshew across the pond. That dude's going to be doing dirty things after the win. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Rob, what's Gardner Minshew's nickname? The Mississippi Mustache. What is the Mississippi? A river. Thank you. <laughs> Tough question there, eh? Do rivers cross oceans? I don't think so. You're right. I'm giving. I'm taking the Texans. Plus, no, minus one and a half. I, I think this is a tough line, though. I think this one could go either way. I'm, I usually tend to pick the Jags plus the points because they're, they're that type of team that likes to hang around. I'm taking the Houston Texans. I think they get the ball rolling and keep on rolling. Okay. All right, let's let's come back to the good old U.S. of A. Um, interesting matchup for multiple reasons. Uh, Minnesota is in Kansas City. There is no line in the game because Patrick Mahomes' status still up in the air. I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play either. So let's, I hope let's, he isn't. I'm starting Matt Moore in fantasy. I hope he does play because he's a great football player and he's fun to watch and it'll make a great game. But no, all right. I just want him to get healthy for the Titans. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I also okay. think they could win the game with Matt Moore. I'll, I'll say that. Ooh, all home. right. Look at how Matt Moore looked against Green Bay. 
Andy Reid's a true. genius. They only lost the game because Andy Reid still doesn't know how clocks work. <laughs> yeah, Moore did look really good against Green Bay. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, uh, I don't know what this line is going to be when Mahomes is announced out. Pick them. It might be, right? And I would pick the Vikings, even though I just talked Matt Moore up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Vikings are the team that's built to, to beat team like, uh, mm. to beat the Chiefs. They run the ball really well, which the Chiefs can't stop the run. The Chiefs kind of yeah. get bullied on defense against the run. So if yep. you can run the ball, check mark. And if you can rush the passer and take advantage of their offensive line injuries, check mark. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going, like, if Mahomes plays, which I don't think he will, I'll take the Chiefs. Without, I will take the Minnesota Vikings. I agree with you. It's a good, they're well built to beat the Chiefs. Uh, anyways, Washington going to America's armpit, playing the uh, that's the nickname, the Buffalo Bills. I love the Bills. I love Buffalo. Bills nine mafia. and a half, nine and a half. Big shout out Bills mafia. I'm gonna nine say Bills in a bounce back game. Their uh, defense should just wreck. Yeah, the uh, Washingtons, especially if Dwayne Haskins is starting. Um, poor Dwayne Haskins. Trent Williams reported and then like couldn't isn't gonna play because he hurt his helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh. If you heard AJ's father yelling in the background, it's because the Nats scored a run. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gambling. He, he's playing with my bookie, by the way. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I just Washington is uh, a mess right now. And then oh, they're, they are. they're tanking for Chase Young. Listen to our podcast, Seven Rounds in Heaven, which is already this podcast. Listen to last time's episode, and you can hear us take Chase Young for the Washingtons. Delsa, did you feel a little rts for a second, Ralph? I did. Okay, uh, I like Soto it. with the RBI. Whoa, what's the score now? 4-2? 4-2. Wow. Natitude. Uh, I'm going to tweet out Natitude. Okay, everyone look at when Rob tweeted Natitude, and you'll know when we're recording this. I guess you know because of the home run or the hit. But anyways, I don't love the Bills to cover big spreads just because they're not built that way. Oh, good pun. Thanks, Rob. Um, I'm taking the Bills to cover them. <laughs> Uh, Washington is a dumpster fire, like you said. Uh, Titans at Panthers. Carolina's minus four. Oh, sorry. I was tweeting attitude. Hashtag attitude. Uh, I will take the Panthers. I think, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. All I think right. because they're at home. Yeah. Um, I know the like, I just, I can't get behind a, the Ryan Tannehill-led Titans. <laughs> I can't I either. just really don't like the Titans. I'll be Honestly, just, I'm just going to be completely honest. I, I need... A new quarterback in town, I need Derrick Henry gone, then I'll buy in. Honestly, like, I've come around on the Panthers a bit because I've been drafting guys I like, but uh, I don't like the Titans, and I've long time not really liked the Panthers very much. So I kind of don't like either of these teams. But I think to favor the Panthers by four after that debacle I, last okay, week. Okay, what, what's up? I think the Panthers are going to get a ton of pressure on Tannehill and force yeah. him into mistakes. Their corners are playing good football. Luke Keekley's playing good football. I, I think the Panthers' defense just creates too much for Tannehill to handle. Total's 41.5. What do you think about that? A pound under. Yeah, kind of, right? I don't think Allen's going to be able to do much either against the Titans' defense. I'm going I'm to take Tennessee plus the points. I don't think they're too far off as teams, and I don't think Carolina's that big of a home field advantage. Give me Tennessee. Uh, Chicago, the Windy City, goes to the city of brotherly love. The Eagles are minus 5.5. Oh, sorry, for just five. I don't know why I said half. It should be. It should be, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm going to take the Eagles. Coming off that huge win against the Bills, the yeah. Bears just look that they lost in the most Bears-y way with the missed field goal from Pinheiro. Yeah. Matt Nagy was a mess in, in the post-game presser. And I just think that team's a mess right now. Tris, Trubisky's clearly 
not the guy, and they need to reset this offseason. Bears down, Eagles up. I'll say that, and I'll take the Eagles. Uh, Jets minus three and a half in the big AFC East matchup against the Miami Dolphins. The Adam Gase revenge game, you mean? I'm going to say the Jets minus three and a half. Re- revenge for what? The Dolphins did him a favor, I think. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Wow. Hot take. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take the Jets three, minus three and a half. Um, I just, I'm not, never going to take the Dolphins. The, the way they collapsed against Pittsburgh was just gross. And then I think, like, Sam Darnold needs this game. If uh, Sam Darnold I, can't put it together for this game, like, fire Adam Gase immediately. Which, I, I mean, you should. You should. should. Do, it. <laughs> do it either way, but. Do it. Um, yeah, I'm taking the chance as well. I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, the team of RTS RIP, the Indianapolis Colts. Rob's two favorite teams taking on each other the Colts in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. It's a pick 'em, Rob. Yeah, I'm going to take my Colts. <laughs> I was going to say it's a pick 'em for your heart, but you, you didn't even hesitate. No, I didn't. I am a born Steelers fan. But we all know I have soft spots for the Colts and Packers. But I'm gonna take the just the, the Colts just win football games. Their 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 coaching is on fire between Reich and Eberflus, um, and Pittsburgh struggled with Miami. And if they're gonna struggle to start games, and Mason Rudolph's gonna look shell shocked, a team like the Colts isn't just gonna roll over and die. Does this line feel like a little final score reactionary from last week? Yes. Because, like, uh, I know the Colts squeaked it out against the Broncos, but that's what they do. They win football games, and uh, the Steelers won by 13, but they didn't look good doing so. I, I don't think this game should – yeah, I'll, I'll give me the Colts. I don't think this game should be a pick I think the Colts should have a couple points going their way, but – Yeah, I, I would have said it like minus two. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Speaking of minus two, uh, we're moving to the 4 o'clock games. Detroit's in Oakland, and the Raiders are minus two. I'm going to take the Raiders. I st- – I'm never. I don't feel good about the Lions ever. I don't feel good about either of these football teams. Me neither. Raiders at home. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm audibling. I had the Lions written down, but like I I, I agree. It's a black hole. Um, I don't feel good about either of these teams. I, I agree. I'll, uh, it's only two points. I'll take the Raiders. The Raiders offense and the offensive line have looked pretty good and pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, I I think I would pound the. Over, even though it's 50 and a half. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, speaking of two teams that I feel weird about, uh, the Buccaneers in Seattle, Seahawks are minus six and a half. I don't think you can confidently pick the Bucks to cover spreads. So I don't think so either, but you can't pick the Seahawks confidently to cover spreads either. So The Bucks secondary, though, and the way Russell Wilson, yeah. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, those boys are cooking. Um, the Bucks offensive lines issues, John Reed back. For Seattle, uh, I'm happily taking the Seahawks. I'm also taking the Seahawks, but like, if they get out ahead and to take the foot off the gas pedal, James is going to throw for 450 yards and three interceptions, and back to recover. True. So I hope I hope it's a close game until the fourth, and then Seattle pulls away. Fair. Uh, they're 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 stupid up there, but anyways, uh, four twenty five Browns minus three and a half in Denver. The Browns have to win this game. I'm taking the Browns. The Broncos offensive line's a mess. Brandon Allen starting a quarterback. That's enough said. You call this a lock? Yes. If it's not a lock, Freddie Kitchen should be fired. Yeah. Which I already kind of think. 
they, they so the Browns go on an easy stretch of games. This is to start it. They gotta win this football game, like you said. I know it's mile high, but I don't care. Brandon Allen <laughs> loved him in loved him in college, but I mean, what's he gonna do? I'm taking the Browns too. Uh, Green Bay minus four in LA playing the Chargers. I'm never picking against my Packers. I, the Chargers just broken my heart too many fucking times. They, Rob. The Chargers lose like nobody else. The Packers are, I think, one of the three best teams in football. Wouldn't it be classic for the Chargers to win this one? Though? Yes, it would be. I know, and I, I want to be there for that, but I can't trust them. I, I'm taking them. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers as well. They, they should have no business. Green Bay should go in and and win easy, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, Rob. Sunday night football. Um, I'm glad this one's in Sunday night because it's for sure the best game of the week. Uh, the Patriots minus three and a half in Baltimore. I don't pick against the Patriots. You're smart. I don't pick against their defense. I love Lamar Jackson, but they still have issues at wide receiver. Um, I think the Patriots defense, just the versatility and depth, like Belichick's probably been putting together a game plan to start, stop Lamar Jackson for weeks. It's all he's been mm. thinking about. Belichick's the type of guy to obsess about how talented Lamar Jackson is. Yeah. You're, look, you're 100% right. I should take the Patriots. But I started with the Cardinals beating the undefeated Niners. I'm going to finish almost because the last game sucks. I'm going to finish with the Ravens beating the undefeated Patriots. I'll, I'll take them both. The other thing is I don't trust the Ravens' defense, and even though the Patriots' offense isn't what it, it used to be, they still get the job done. Tom Brady still looks like the greatest game manager of all time, baby. <laughs> game manager. That's true. Um, you think it's going to be a good game, or do you think the Patriots just handle? No, I think it'll be good until the fourth. All right, fair enough. I, I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens in a good, good football game. Uh, and Monday Night Football, because the NFC's got to be in prime time. The Cowboys are minus seven in New York, taking on the Giants. Daniel, turnover machine, Jones, no thank you. Is that it? That's all I have to say. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. They they got to win this one. And the Giants don't have to win this one. It's actually better if they lose this one. So, there you go. Uh, do I finish the show? Thanks for listening. To- <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry, I was reading Earl Campbell's just Texas needs a black QB or they won't win. <laughs> Retweet, Earl. He told Sam Ellinger no offense, though. So Fair. Um, he just he just misses VY. He should just he should have just said that. Last time they mattered was VY. Uh, VY and Earl Campbell would have been one of the most fun backfields in history if they could have ever played together. Did Jamal Charles in VY? So nah, I don't care. But Earl and VY, I don't care about Jamal Charles. Sorry, no offense, Jamal. Ricky Williams and whoever their quarterback was. Who was the? Quarterback? I don't know. It's probably some guy I handed it off a lot playing that I formation. Thanks You're for listening wrong. to Seven Rounds in Heaven, our new. Rookie show. Uh, you follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarquise13. You follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Head over to Armchair Media Network. Uh, listen to other podcasts and read my NFL draft work. Thank you. Natitude.